You're listening to What's New with Wired. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Cantina Talk. This is how Rogue One originally ended by Graham McMillan. First of all, everyone needs to know that there will be at-at walkers at the Star Wars land currently under construction at Walt Disney World in Orlando. Now that that's out of the way, what else is going on in a galaxy far, far away? Oh, nothing much. Just teases for what's going to happen in this December's Star Wars The Last Jedi. First up, this is what The Last Jedi looks like. Our source for this is Disney shareholders of all people, so the probability of accuracy is high but not infallible considering it relies on memories. And the real deal here? Apparently, it really does pay to be a Disney shareholder. Well, okay, holding Disney stock has probably always produced dividends, but now those dividends are Star Wars-shaped. At this year's annual shareholder meeting, Disney CEO Bob Iger introduced the first footage from Star Wars The Last Jedi to be screened publicly anywhere. And although it didn't reveal a lot, it did feature Mark Hamill's first Star Wars dialogue in three decades. Slash Film has a more detailed description, and apparently the movie will have Finn undercover in the First Order. Ray using a lightsaber some more, X-Wings in flight, and a shot of Captain Phasma who might be using a spear instead of the blaster she had in The Force Awakens. Now, when does everyone else get to see it? Well, Star Wars Celebration is next month. And then, more Yoda, hmm? The source for this is the man behind the little green Jedi himself, with a probability of accuracy, well, okay, it's speculative, but this seems to be really fairly clear. The real deal here is that so far there's been nothing said about Yoda appearing in The Last Jedi, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. And when Variety asked Frank Oz, the voice of Yoda, about that possibility recently, his response was particularly telling. I feel like I'm a prisoner at war here and I can only give you my name, rank and serial number, he said. To be true to the people who asked me, and they are kind of my family, I have to say I've been asked not to talk about it. I love Yoda. I'd be happy to talk to you about it at the time they let me. Well, that certainly sounds like a yes, doesn't it? After all, if he wasn't in the movie, why would there be any issue? And for that matter, why would Lucasfilm be the people who asked me? 
Also, there wouldn't be anything to talk about when allowed, so prepare for Force Ghost Yoda, everyone. And Darth Vader starts over. The source for this is Lucasfilm and Marvel themselves. The probability of accuracy? Well, it's an official announcement, so it's entirely on target. And the real deal behind this one? Just months after the end of the last series, Marvel is returning to the Sith Well for a second Darth Vader comic book series. Written by Poe Dameron writer Charles Soule, with art by Giuseppe Camancioli, the new title will take place immediately following Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and show just how Vader went from Anakin Skywalker's whiny, confused self to an unstoppable force for evil. In my head, I call this book Vader Year One, Soule told StarWars.com. While the Sith Lord does exist prior to the start of this book, during the final act of Revenge of the Sith, I think this is where his story really begins, at least in the form most people think of when they visualize Darth Vader. First order of business, a story showing just how Vader got his red lightsaber following the end of the Jedi Order. And the Lost Rogue One ending wasn't actually that different from the one the audiences saw. The source for this one is Rogue One's director himself, and the probability of accuracy? Well, if you can't trust the actual director, then who can you trust? The real deal here is that, as you may have heard, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, initially had a different ending. But, according to what director Gareth Edwards told Slash Film, the conclusion audiences saw wasn't a massive overhaul of the original. What used to happen, and you can get a sense of this in the early trailers, the transmission tower for the plans was separate from the main base on Scarif, he explained. To transmit the plans, they had to escape and run along the beach and go up the tower. In cutting the film, it just felt too long. We had to find ways to compress the third act, which was quite long as it was. And one real fast, brutal solution was to put the tower in the base, so they don't have to run across the beach and do all of that stuff to get there. Well, now we know where some of those shots in the trailers came from, and also that was never a last-minute escape from Scarif by Jin or Cassian, as has been rumoured. Sorry, everyone. And finally, not all Star Wars movies have to have a Skywalker. The source for this is a second-hand source with first-hand knowledge, so the probability of accuracy is, well, considered somewhat ambivalent for reasons that will become clear. The real deal here is just how closely will future Star Wars story installments connect with the core Skywalker saga movies. Gary Witter, who worked on the story for Rogue One and also writes for Star Wars Rebels, had an answer when asked by ComingSoon.net. One of the things we really want to do at Lucasfilm is create a universe and not keep relying on old legacy characters, he said. We've got Rey and Finn and Kylo Ren. They've already introduced a new generation of characters. Whatever kind of Star Wars films they're making 10 or 20 years from now, I don't think they're going to be relying on the same legacy story elements as we've seen in the past. He later added, It makes sense to me that you don't want to keep telling the same story over and over again. You want to tell new stories. Well, given that the Skywalker saga might end after Episode Nine unless a fourth trilogy is announced, could it eventually be the case that what was once the core Star Wars storyline ends up being outnumbered by everything around it? Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— 
and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 